Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm talking with a smile on my face right now. Like, can you hear it in my voice? Can you? I think you can. I just finished recording this episode two minutes ago. I usually wait to do the intro for another time, but I'm like, no, I need to do this right now because, oh my God, this episode is amazing. I am over the moon excited. I am bringing on Kate Steinberg, who I like kind of have a girl crush on low key. Um, hi, Kate, if you're listening to this. Yes, I tried very hard to play it cool. Um, Kate is awesome. She is very well known for her nostalgia 90s, like Y2K TikTok content, Instagram content. Um, you've definitely seen me repost her Jonas Brothers videos before and some of her other videos. You've probably 100% seen her content. You just might not know her backstory, which we are definitely going to talk about today. She was actually on an HBO Max dating reality show called 12 Dates of Christmas. And we'll get into how I found out about the show and how I ended up finding out about Kate and just, you know, becoming obsessed with Kate. Uh, As we talk to her, yes, we do confess our obsessions with people to their faces on this podcast. Um, You know, if you like someone, you should let them know that. Reminder just like that. It works. It works, you guys. Um, So really great episode today. I'm super excited. I have another update on my neighbor and her dating life. It's so funny. I feel like this is becoming its own little bit where like, yes, don't worry, I'm eventually going to bring her on to talk about everything and, and kind of spill the beans on the, the backstory and get her perspective on everything. But um, I know I told you guys last week that she had just downloaded Locks Club and it was like, a complete game changer for her. So quick update there. Again, all expectations exceeded, completely changing the game versus any other dating app she's been on. So she went on a few really great dates last week. There were actually three guys within like a week and a half that she went on first dates with. I know some of you are going to kind of come for me and be like three dates in one week. Like that's way too much. Like, no, if you're trying to meet someone, you're actively trying to meet someone. Like it's okay to go on three first dates in a week. Um, one of my best friends, Kerwin, who you guys know, I'm marrying her. Do you know that I'm marrying her? I'm marrying her. I'm officiating a wedding this September. I'm officiating my best friend's wedding this September, which is so surreal. Anywho, Kerwin gets a shout out later with Kate too. So this is a very Kerwin fan episode right now. Love you, Ker. Um, I was going to say, yeah, Kerwin, when she met her fiance, Sam, she had three first dates. It was a Tuesday date, a Wednesday date, and a Thursday date. And she almost canceled her Thursday date because she was exhausted and just like over it and kind of into like one of her her Tuesday or Wednesday date. She ended up going on the Thursday date. That Thursday date was Sam, who I am marrying, Sarah Kerwin and Sam this September. So don't don't cancel your third date. Don't cancel your Thursdays. And Go if you want to go on three dates in a week, go on three dates in a week. It's about getting to know somebody. So neighbor had three first dates and the first two people she liked the first one, she has a second date planned with already. And the second one, I think they're planning a second date. The third one, you guys, I've never heard of more of a gentleman in my life. He was very communicative over the app when they were like, actually like when they matched on locks club and he messaged her first, he asked about something like in her bio and one of her pictures and they started talking and he was like, I'd love to hear the story in person. When are you free next week? I'd love to take you for drinks. They went for drinks. 
He was there, like he confirmed the morning of and like left no room for her to be anxious. They met up, they had their drinks. He literally walked her home in the rain. Scene from a movie. So chivalrous, so polite, wanted to make sure she got home safe, did not try and come up to her apartment, aka our building. Um, That'd be so funny if I like watched and like waited for her to come back from dates. Imagine. I need to start doing that actually. Um, But yeah, and he walked her home, did not even try to come up to, to her apartment, just gave her like a kiss goodnight and texted her right after saying like, I'm so glad we did this tonight. Like, I can't wait to see you again. And she responded. And then he followed up the next morning asking about like her day and brought up something that they had talked about on the date. And they are going on a second date this week. And it's amazing. Like the difference in the communication, the difference in the intentionality of these people that she's actually matching with on Locks Club. I'm like, oh my God. Again, there's something in the water there. So don't forget, I did get you guys an expedited membership review um, because you do have to apply, which I think that's like really the secret sauce is like they're actually curating the community of people who they want on the app, people who are going to be more communicative, going to be more intentional and more upfront and, and really like go the extra mile because they're actually looking for something unlike half the people on all other dating apps who are just there because they're bored and want something to do while they're sitting on the toilet. So yeah, check out that link to do the expedited membership review. You can also just go to download the app and put in Alana at the referral. That's I-L-I-N-A, as you should hopefully know. And let's get into this episode because I, like I said before, I'm just so excited about it. Kate's incredible. Let's, I'm going to say no more. I'm going to let the episode speak for itself. Let's get into it. Friendly reminder, Mother's Day is coming up on May 8th. I know I'm always forgetting right up until the last minute, and I promised myself I wouldn't do that this year. Last time I visited my mom in Florida, I gave her a gorgeous layered necklace from Ana Luisa, and she was over the moon about it. She texts me pictures wearing it almost every day and always says how many compliments she's gotten. I think her favorite part is telling everyone that her daughter gave it to her, but hey, whatever works. This Mother's Day is your chance to make a special mother or woman in your life as happy as Barbara is with jewelry from Ana Luisa, and I'm helping out with a 20% off discount. Their jewelry is high quality yet affordable with prices starting at $39 and new collections are released every Friday. Head to shop.analuisa.com slash seeing other people. That's S-H-O-P dot A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash seeing other people for 20% off their whole website. You could also use the code seeing other people at checkout. Get the perfect gift this Mother's Day from Anna Luisa Jewelry. Again, shop.analuisa.com slash seeing other people. S-H-O-P dot A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash seeing other people for 20% off their entire website. Oh my God, you guys, we are here with Kate Steinberg, or should I say it's Kate Steinberg. Kate, welcome to Seeing Other People. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm more excited. Okay, let me back up and preface this with like, if you guys don't know who Kate is, yes, you do, because I can like 110% guarantee that you have seen her content and you have seen her videos and you have sent them to your friends and like probably shared them on your story. Um, so Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. And no offense taken. If you're listening, you haven't seen my videos, but, <laughs> um, so I'm Kate Steinberg. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I might, you might know me from 
12 Deeds of Christmas on HBO Max, which was a reality show where, spoiler alert, um, I did meet my fiance on the show. And then also post-show, I just started dabbling in TikTok. And I would say the past year is really where I've leaned into like nostalgic content. And now I would say I'm Y2Kates, like just living in the past, uh, pulling out all my Abercrombie and Hollister t-shirts, everyone I could find and making videos. Okay, wait, question on that. Are people sending you all of their old shirts that they're finding? Like, how do you constantly have like every like razor and crazer phone and juicy outfit and like everything that I had when I was in seventh grade? Okay, great question. So um, 97% of it is mine. Like wow. going home, we call it the museum. Um, my mom has saved everything. We have containers, buckets, bags in our basement of everything from our past, like all those razor phones, Blackberries, Nokia's, like I have them all. Um, And then a lot of the clothes my mom saved, like the Sophie shorts, some of the limited two stuff, a lot of the Abercrombie shirts. But recently, honestly, until like the past couple of weeks, I've had like really close friends go home and they're like, I'm cleaning out my closet. Like, I'm just going to take this to you. So some of like the new purses you're seeing or like the new Abercrombie sweatshirts, I have amazing friends who are just like, take it. And I'm like, I'll give it back to you. But they are just like, no, I no. actually want it. God. And I, I forget that not everyone's sitting at home trying to think of like nostalgic ideas and stuff. So it's, it's been really fun. That's hilarious. I wish I had known about you last fall. My parents were moving. So we were like packing up our house and oh my God, the stuff I found. And it's funny because I, when I was in like middle school and high school, I, my room and my walls were like plastered with Jonas Brothers posters, like literally not a single like free inch. And that reminds me of like me getting on the bus and having, when I'm in eighth grade, like the seventh graders and sixth graders would like bring me yes. all of the posters from their magazines. What a, oh what a special, my God. I'm ha- special bond. I'm happy. I'm like my obsession with Jonas Brothers is insane. And Chad, my fiance, we were in the car the other day and I, Frankie Jonas was brought up on the radio and he's like, there's another Jonas brother. And I was like appalled. I'm like the, the Jonas, bonus Jonas. Uh, the bonus Jonas. I was like, you don't know Frankie. Like <laughs> I was very, very taken back. Uh, that's no, that's Chad has some work to do. Yeah. yeah. Oddly enough. Um, my boyfriend and I, we met on hinge last January. I had a prompt on my profile about the Jonas brothers and he messaged me being like, I also love the Jonas brothers. I'm like, all right. Oh, <laughs> I'm like he's he might be gay or he might be the one one or the other the one if that's a keeper he'll yeah. be on yeah that's awesome exactly well anyway that's not what we're here to talk about though I wish it was I wish we could talk about the Jonas Brothers for an hour maybe another day um but I want to get into a little bit about your time on Twelve Dates which I heard about it for the first time in February or in January when I got COVID. And my best friend, Kerwin, shout out Kerwin, texted me and was like, go on HBO Max, go watch 12 Dates of Christmas, thank me later. I accidentally, like a COVID brain fog, went on to like Netflix and watched some terrible movie first called 12 Dates of Christmas. And I was like, this can't be what she recommended. Um, But I very quickly figured out the show. And thank you for spending my sickest days of COVID with me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And that's so funny that because there is a movie called 12 Dates of Christmas. And I'm pretty sure the lead is also named Kate in the movie. Yes, you're so right. I was like, what is happening? But yeah, our show did come out during COVID. So it and HBO Max was a super new platform. Like this Mm -hmm. was the time where people were like, 
so up in arms. They're so upset. What is this HBO Max? And I'm like, all right, easy, everybody. Like, my show is going to be on there. <laughs> or like, the show is going to be on there. Yeah. But now HBO Max is huge. But yeah. during COVID, when it first came out, yes, uh, 12 Dates of Christmas came out. And it was a really cute Christmas reality DD show in the castle, in a castle in Austria. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how you ended up on that show. And like, did you actually think for a second that it could work and lead you to this engagement that you're still in and like clearly like it's working? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got recruited on the show for the show through Hinge. So don't delete your apps. You never know what producers are lingering out there. Oh yeah, they um, make profiles and they'll yes, like, yes. I remember. But, so I used to work at Hinge. I remember that we would look for those profiles to kind of delete yes. them. But and, well, now they said uh, the producer who did recruit me said her profile keeps getting taken down. Like you guys yeah. are more on top of it now. Um, <laughs> but a recruiter did reach out to me through there. They're like, I'm part of like um, this new platform. Is coming out and we're gonna have a reality D show it's Christmas thing and I think you'd be perfect for it and the funny thing is I was in Salzburg Austria when I first got that message with friends and it was after like a sound of music tour the story will make sense but it was after a sound of music tour and we we're at this one part of the tour where we saw a castle and my friends and I were okay. after we saw this one part we were joking around we were like I wonder how much it would be to stay there because they said it was a hotel fast forward um so that was like in November, fast forward to February after I came back to the States, I um, went through a bunch of interviews, went to LA, I got casted for the show and they're like, do you want to know where it is? And I'm like, yes. And I'm they're like Salzburg, Austria. And I'm like, stop. Holy I was shit. just there. Fast forward. Um, when, I, when I was finally in Austria after a week in my hotel room, having no clue what was going to happen. They knocked on my door one day, you're ready for the, ca- like, we're going to take you to the castle. It's your day. And I'm like, Finally, like so excited. And it ended up being the castle that we saw on the tour that my friends and I joked about, which talk about chills, full story, like everywhere in the world for this thing to be filmed. Literally. So it kind of felt very comforting to go back to like a area that I was just in and it was really cool. And yes, it did. It all worked out. So hinge for the win. Yeah, seriously, two two successes over here. Um, yeah. Okay, so talk to me about what it was like in the beginning dating Chad because you were the first woman. So backing up for people who haven't seen the show, which by the way, go see the show. Um, so there are three leads who are like being set up with potential partners, and so. Kate's fiance, Chad, is one of the leads. Sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, well. Um, And so, Kate, you were the first person to come date Chad, right? I was actually the third person. You were the third person? Oh, yeah, the first one um, I remember then. No, there was a girl that we kind of like, we both had blonde hair um, at the time. So it was actually three girls were behind before me, and I was fourth. So I come in, and what the whole premise was, you would crash somebody's date. So I came in on like the Carol Loki night where we sang 12 Days of Christmas. I came in on stage and I was like five golden rings and didn't realize at the time I was crashing uh, dates, him and another uh, potential dater. And then that's when everything, you're just kind of like in it. And I will say, um, so we did the whole karaoke thing. We got drinks and then Chad and I had our first date in the library. And if you go back and watch it, like I am so smitten. I'm so nervous. I am like, I I honestly forgot cameras were were there like 
once I met Chad and I was never this person to say this, it was like, I found my person. Like I knew right away, like I'm not leaving the castle without him. Like he was, it was insane. We had so much in common and I like, we probably, I felt like we were talking forever and then cameras were like, all right, we're going to wrap this up. All right. Like then they take you away immediately. But I was like, from that point after our first date, I was like, all right, like Chad's the one. And, um, and it was interesting because then after that, like I, we went on a date and my date got crashed and then it happened like three other times after that. So it was interesting. It was definitely one of like the most interesting experiences I've ever been through. One of the toughest mentally. Um, cause it's when you're like, honestly, when I was like, I was in love with Chad. I was like, I like this person so much. And it really was difficult to see him go on other dates. But the one thing that I told myself is that I'm just like going to focus on Chad and I, and mm-hmm. I literally blocked out everything else. Like I was, I did not want to know what he was doing with the other dates. I did not care. And one thing that somebody told me before the show, which I think could apply to like anybody in life, but right before I went into the castle, my best friend said to me, when you go in there, think, cause I was, you know, I'm coming from a past of dating insecurities, things not working. And she said, don't think, why would, why would he want you think, why wouldn't he want you? And it was kind of like that, like that confidence of like, I, like, there's no one else like me. Like, yes, there's other beautiful, amazing girls, but there's only one of me. And I had to keep telling myself, like, I had like mantras throughout the whole thing. Like anytime he went on a date, I was like, she is amazing. She's wonderful, but she's not me. She's like, we, he, they don't have the connection that we have. And I think I kept that throughout the entire show. And, and it like, it was the truth. Like we really did have a strong connection. So I did feel confident, but it was scary. Cause he also was, he also did have really real other connections and, did like other people. So it definitely was a roller coaster of emotions, but happy I needed to be on. If you know me, you know that my dating life was riddled with dating anxiety. The second I would get home from a date, the only thing I could think of is like, oh my God, I, I must have done something wrong or maybe he hates me. Maybe I'm never going to hear from him. And I'd be thinking those things, even if the date went amazing and I would literally overthink, I would self-sabotage. I would convince myself that it was over and I would stay up all night, like not being able to sleep, not being able to focus on anything other than how bad this great date actually went. And what helped me get over that and really be able to say like, okay, that was a good date and I'll hear from them. And if I don't like, okay, was taking Mindset Wellness CBD's Calm Gummies after my dates. They really helped me just stay present and realize like, okay, I went on a date and I did the best I could and it went the way it went and that's all I can do. And I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to get through my day tomorrow. I don't need to be checking my phone every three seconds. And it was such a game changer for me in my dating life. So I definitely want that for you. If you are currently experiencing dating anxiety, you have to try Head to mindsetwellness.com and use code seeing other people at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. And again, those are the calm gummies. I promise you, they will help you so much. I love hearing about how you dealt with that because obviously like this is a, a really like hyper dating world, like situation that other people don't actually experience where like, you're literally like crashing people's dates or like somebody else is walking into your date where you expect you have this time with him. And then they're like, Oh, I'm your new date. Like, let's leave Kate behind. 
Um, and I feel like that's something that people really struggle with in modern dating is like the beginning part, like the talking stage. It's so undefined. People don't know if someone's seeing other people. So they kind of expect like when they don't get a text back from someone on a Saturday night and it's like between dates one and five, then yeah, maybe they are out on a date with someone else. So I love the tools that you use and, and those kind of like mantras that you created for yourself to kind of like keep you grounded in that because yeah. I I can't imagine like a more terrifying situation for myself than knowing that like yeah. yes this person is literally dating other people right now and, and I'm sitting and here in this room I will say one thing that I really found that worked for me in this situation was not having my phone not having my phone nor computers because when one thing in the past is when I would go on a date with somebody what would happen is I would come back from the date text 20 people I'd have all my coworkers involved. I have my friends involved. And then, you know, it takes, all it takes is one person to say one thing and it just kind of ruins it. Like you're, you have so many opinions involved. And I think what was amazing about this experience is that I only had myself. Like it was the first time in my life where I listened to like, what did, what do I want? Like, what does, like, I was listening to my gut, what like my heart wanted. And Chad's like the first thing, like what I wanted, like that is all me, like, that is someone I like I fell in love with and he's incredible. And, but it was just great not to have all the other distractions. So like the real world dating has. So I commend my friends right now who don't tell me about the relationships until they're like literally in a relationship. Cause then they don't have to worry about all the stress. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And obviously it's really hard to do in the real world, but I think it's so empowering and Mm -hmm. obviously like it were like, not only did you not have your phone, but like Chad also didn't have his phone. And so like, you guys really made this decision for yourselves and just, it gets so confusing. I'm so glad you brought that up. Like it gets so confusing when you tell your friends, you tell your coworkers and everyone has a different opinion. You know, if you're confused, (laughs) if somebody hasn't texted you back or you're confused about what they said and how you should respond and you ask three people, those three people all might have different thoughts and ideas about it. It's literally wild and everybody's coming from their own perspectives and it's helpful. Sometimes you do need help. You do need your best friend to help you, but like sometimes stop telling your coworkers and stop like, you know, that's all I guess. Like it's make things easy on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you said that like, I mean, as soon as you had that first date with him, like you knew you were like, I like, this is my person. Talk to me about your timeline was obviously sped up. I mean, this 12th date of Christmas, you're going home and you guys ended up like having this like hilariously kind of awkward moment at when you're like getting lunch where he said, I love you. Like you say it back. And then like the food comes, I started cracking (laughs) up at that. Um, but what was that like for you? Obviously this happened over the course of like weeks. Yeah, I, I swear. I still have aunts and uncles and family member who think I was engaged in eight days, but that wasn't the case. Um, so filming started in February, 2020. So we went out there early February. I was out there, I think for three weeks I was with Chad, maybe a week and a half. Wait, so so you guys were celebrating Christmas in February. Yes. That's so really none of that. Yeah, okay. it was not That's really Christmas, but you okay. you're in a literally like a winter wonderland, so you kind of forget that it's not Christmas. And so at the end of it, the whole idea was that somebody was going to take you home for Christmas, and you would go meet their family. But right when we got back into the states, like right when I got back, I was work from home. Like that's when everything shut down, and I was like, "What is happening?" Like I was 
for like almost like a month, I was not really in tune with what was happening in the world. But then COVID happened, production shut down, and they were able to film two of the leads, um, Garrett and Faith. They were able to go to their hometown. But then by the time it was time for Chad and I, for me to go to Pennsylvania, um, there was one point where they flew me to Pennsylvania and I had like my spray tan done, my hair, my nails. Like I was so ready to go. I landed, they picked me up and they're like, like as of like 10 minutes ago, production stopped. Like, like Pennsylvania shut down. Oh like all God. the rules have changed. And I, the next day they flew me back. So then from March to July of 2020, um, like production stopped. And that actually during that time, that was March, April, May, June. So like during that five months, Chad and I um, FaceTimed, Zoomed every single night. Like that is it. the period where we really got to know each other. And really created that bond so I'm really like a pre like although the craziness in the world I really do appreciate that time that we had together we really took advantage like we would plan movie dates dinner dates like I would meet his friends he would meet my friends like we really did the most during that time so then when July came around and I actually did meet his family went to LA that's when we got engaged um and that was never the premise of the show like Chad and I joke, we were like, we both went on the show because it wasn't a bachelorette, bachelor style. Like there was no commitment. You just had to meet somebody. And it's just kind of crazy that it ended up, we got engaged and, but it was perfect. And um, like, it was really just shocking for like friends, family, but it, it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Wow. I'm so glad I know that now because I had no idea. And and that makes, I mean, that makes a lot more sense. And it also kind of makes it way more special because Mm -hmm. it, I mean, you didn't know what to expect going into it, but that definitely wasn't what you expected. And like coming out of it and it being like the beginning of the pandemic and then being able to connect, being able to have this person to lean on this kind of like light in a really dark time is really, really special. And I definitely did see like a lot of beautiful relationships come out of that time. Mm-hmm. And I do want to mention one thing. You said that I love you at the pizza place. Um, so that was when I went to visit his family in July. And I remember sitting there, I wore a PacSun fleece. And let me tell you, I've never sweated so much. I was literally <laughs> profusely sweating underneath that fleece. And when he mentioned like, I love you. And if you watch it like closely, and I maybe it's just because I know myself best. I was like, I, I, uh, I, I couldn't like get it out and I'm like just say it and so then it, that was like my first I love you like on camera yeah. and then immediately like you said um his friend Vito who's the owner of Jojo's rushes in with beers cuts it all off and I'm like what is happening I just said I love you I can't even talk about it and, and I'm profusely yeah, sweating underneath <laughs> sweating I, I, yeah I wish I changed that outfit that's just fun. Well, you looked great. You looked great. I don't think there's... Did you watch Love is Blind, the new season? Yes, love that show. Well, no sweating compares to what's his name standing at the altar. (laughs) Oh, oh. um, The one with Danielle. Nick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was... I think think so. Oh, how's that man? I can't believe they like didn't stop that and and fix <laughs> <So> him. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's um those are the same producers of our show. So like a lot of those people who so work, yeah, love that. Um, okay, so when you were kind of like meeting each other's friends and family over Facetime and then in person, what were their reactions to the whole situation? I feel like 
like as we were saying before like friends love to have opinions on things and like was there ever any time where people were really like hesitant or doubtful or like didn't want to accept that you guys actually like found each other through this process to be honest so before the engagement and everything and over the summer when we did FaceTime with friends everybody was so supportive like all my friends fell in love with Chad because they never see me so happy. Like that was the key. And I think it was vice versa. And like his friends are amazing. The fan, like I got so lucky with his family. If you, you've seen him on the show, they are literally as they are the most sweetest. They, 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 they just like treated me right away. Like I was part of their family and they made it super easy. Um, they, they didn't show my family, but my family is obsessed with Chad. Um, my brothers, like, love him they we actually hang out like every weekend and my parents like ask for Chad every time we go somewhere I think that's like they just everyone loves Chad um so no we got lucky that everybody was super supportive like do I did I have friends who were literally in shock that like they couldn't believe because I didn't tell people until it actually aired and I made a post that was like update and I was engaged and like same with family only my close family knew I had I think I had like a couple like very very close friends like two or three that knew um and that was because I accidentally sent a photo on my birthday with Chad and I had was wearing the ring and of course like as girls do they are FBI agents my friend zoomed in on the ring and she's like what is going on so then that's (laughs) what happened but no we actually got lucky that in the sense of like everyone's been super supportive no like and I will never judge a friend if they want to get married after a first date go for it Like, I will never judge somebody's relationship. If they're happy, I don't care what you do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Wait, that's so, that kind of goes back to like the whole no phones thing. Like you really did this for yourself on your own without getting feedback from the world. And I think that's actually like so cool that you didn't post anything on social media about it. I mean, I guess like, were you not allowed to technically because the show hadn't aired or was that your choice? We weren't allowed to, and honestly, like, it was amazing. Like, we uh, we just got to focus on our relationship, and now, like, Chad and I, like, we are we're always on each other's social stuff. We have fun with it, um, but like during that time, like, there was no pressure. Like, you don't have to, I don't know, you don't have to worry about anything, and we still don't have to worry about anything. But like, especially as you're getting to know somebody, to not have to post about it and get like, you know, it's it's nice. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, question for you. What was it like, like meeting him and developing this relationship with him versus like previous relationships or dating experiences you had in the past? Like, what was it about him that felt like more right, that felt different, that felt like healthier? What a freaking great question. Um, okay, so with Chad, like we'll start with Chad is that Chad makes me feel like I can be myself a hundred percent around Chad. I can say whatever I want. I can be goofy. He accepts like all my quirkiness. Like he is so supportive of whatever I do. Um, I have like really bad anxiety and like, he just accepts me for me. Like he knows how to comfort me when I need help. He also knows how to give me tough love when I need help. Like it's just a somebody who's like completely there for me. And I've never had that before. And I feel like in pre like, if you were to scroll back far back into my TikToks, my whole shtick in the beginning was dating. Like mm-hmm. I was dating in Chicago and I was dating like so much. Um, 
and I had like a couple like I would say I had I felt like I had like the six month curse because I feel like after six months with a guy like it would always end but I was always like changing for somebody I was either always hiding parts of me um and I feel like a red flag was like I was always texting my friends about it like what do you think of this what do you think of this and like with Chad like you just know it's right like I don't have to I don't really had like I never had to reach out to somebody it was also a different situation I guess the way we met and stuff but like um I'm just like myself 100% and I've never had that with somebody um oh I will say not to be cheesy, but um, one of my friends who I really admire, her and her husband, I, I remember asking her, I'm like, how do you know? Like, how'd you know your husband was the one? And she said that it just clicked. And I never understood what that meant until I met Chad. And with him, it just clicked. And I feel like when you really meet your person, it's it will just click. You will know when things just are easy. And that's maybe that's the whole moral of this. It was just easy with Chad. It was easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's such a good point because I think people are always like, how do you know if it's the one or are people, I like, I have friends who have dated people for like five years, six years, and, and they're still asking like, how do I know if this person's the one I have listeners writing and asking the same question. And I think if you're with somebody for a long period of time, you really have this like relationship with them and you're asking that question. I think if you're asking that question, they're not the yeah. one. Yeah. And someone could be amazing. Do you know, like someone could like check off all the boxes and something still could be off. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, why settle? They could be like, it, I, my brother is like dating right now. And I tell him all the time, like, if it's not a hundred percent there, like, like, it's okay to say this isn't, you're just friends. And like, I'm a big manifester. Like I'm really mm-hmm. into like the universe manifesting. And I believe if like, if you let something go, you give space for the universe to bring you something better and you just keep raising your worth. And like, cause there was plenty of times when my friends would be like, Kate, he's amazing. What are you doing? I'm like, something is not there. It's not right. So like, sometimes you want to be in a relationship so badly, but like my advice is just move on. Like, it's okay to be single until you like, wait for the person where you're like, this is like, yeah, I like this. Like I, I enjoy seeing them. I'm not like, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I definitely was the same way when I was dating. And before I met my boyfriend, Jake, like everything was always like surrounded by anxiety and didn't feel right. Or I was always questioning things or didn't know if this person really liked me. And like, I always say like, I wasn't even ever focused on whether or not I liked them. I just wanted to know if they (laughs) liked me. And it was not a pleasant experience. Like, yes, there would be like great dates along the way. And people who I was like, this person's amazing. Like I need to make it work out. But like, you shouldn't have to feel that way. We're like, you need to make it work. Like you should just get to be yourself and enjoy the time you spend with them and then look forward to seeing them again. And that somehow like continues and snowballs and becomes a relationship. It's so true. And there was plenty of times. I think another thing is like, be be mindful of the times where you have a date and you don't want to go. Like there were so many times I would force myself on dates and be like, or feel bad or didn't want to cancel. Like, no, cut that out. Like it's, it's tough. I mean, it's it's good to get yourself out there, but it's, it's tough though. Totally. (laughs) That was a time. I love that you mentioned the part about you having anxiety and how Chad kind of like really like embraced you as you were and learned how to like comfort you when you you needed. Like how did that unfold for you two in your relationship? Because 
myself as well as like the majority of the seeing other people listeners are very anxious. And I know that's a really hard thing for people is like when you're starting to get to know someone when you're dating someone new, like people ask me all the time, like, at what point do you let someone know that something is making you anxious? At what point do you say like, by the way, I have a lot of anxiety about XYZ thing, like, here's like, this is me, like, at what point in your love story did all of that start to come to light and like how did you communicate that with each other yeah um so I feel like early in our relationship as everybody like when you start dating somebody you want to put like your your best foot forward you want to seem like the cool like the cool girl or guy whatever it is um but it was actually until I visited him in New York and I wasn't used to like small spaces and when I was sitting in his apartment and this was right after we got engaged um I like I was sitting there and I'm like, I think I'm just gonna have a panic attack. Like I think I'm like honestly, like I'm claustrophobic. I think just like I think the whirlwind of like everything that just happened, it's just like a lot was just like catching up to me. And I'm like, I'm gonna have a panic attack. But I didn't want him to see that I was about to have a panic attack and like, but I obviously couldn't hide it because I went to the bathroom. I'm like, you're not gonna have a panic attack, but they come out like 10 times worse. And so then that's when I said to him, I'm like, all right, I think I'm having a panic attack. And he immediately was like, all right, what do you need? We went outside. I remember forgot taking, it was like walking around like New York, like at 12, like at midnight and he took a stroll with me. And then I like go back and I'm like, I ran to his bedroom. I called my brother and sister-in-law. I'm like, like, I guess I'm going crazy. Like, I don't know. I've never had a panic attack either. So that was like another thing. I had no clue what just happened. And that really got in my head for a while. But um, I think after that, just like, that's when I opened to him that night. Like I do have really bad anxiety. I see a therapist and he's never once, it was just like, all right, like, what do you need? And like, just listened and didn't judge. And still when I need him just to listen, like he's always there for me. And um, I have like, like I have everybody, I have my meltdowns, I have my breakdowns. My, I call my mentee bees, my friends that I call my our mental breakdowns. That, I love so. that. I'm <laughs> so that. like, yeah, so like you have it, but somebody like, as I would be there for him, you, you know, like somebody should never judge you for like, men, like mental health. And yeah, that's, it's a red, that is a red flag. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 I really appreciate how he reacted to it where he was just like, what do you need? I think that is the best way to possibly react to something and like to something like that or to somebody telling you like something personal about their mental health or about like how they're feeling. Like, what do you need? Because that just shows like, I'm here for you. Like, and if you tell me like, I got you. Yeah, no, for sure. And I've had like, I've, mental health is like a huge thing. I feel like I, from as long as I can remember, like high school, like anxiety and stress has just been part of me. So somebody, yeah, it's nice to have somebody who's there for you and feel sane. Yeah. A hundred percent. So at what point in this did you guys end up like moving in together? Like obviously Chad was in New York, you were in Chicago. How did you end up like combining your lives? Yeah. So, um, we got engaged in July. And so then in February, we ended up moving in together here in Chicago. Um, and we got a like apartment. We decided like, if we're going to move in together, like let's just be in like the heart of the city. Um, we found a beautiful high rise. Um, he got to meet my cats immediately. Um, so, and so then yeah, we moved in together and it's been great. We both like we're living solo. So mm-hmm. moving in together, I think for a little bit, we had to figure out like the groove of like cleaning. I'm extremely like 
a clean freak. Um, but now I feel like we're in a good groove and the, um, I feel bad for Chad though. We have cat hair everywhere. Um, <laughs> and then within like the two months of living together, I had a TikTok go viral actually a year ago today wow. and about a hamster. And now we have a hamster who's a year old schnitzel, literally oh because God. of TikTok. That's so funny. Wow. Congrats so, on, on thank you. schnitzel's anniversary. Um, thank you. <laughs> when you guys moved in together, like other than I guess the cleaning, were there any kind of pain points or things you didn't expect? Because I've heard a lot about, I guess a lot of my friends and my boyfriend's friends are now like at the point where they're moving in with their significant others. And they've kind of been saying that like the first month is like a honeymoon and the second month is like, oh shit. Yeah. I, I would say that like, honestly, the, the biggest thing for me was the cleaning. Yeah. Like it just space and, um, I made such a big issue about the cleaning, to be honest. Like it's been, it's been a lot of like working through my own, like, it's okay to like, let go. I'm very like routine type A. So, um, but it's more like, honestly, I've learned if we're going to get into like therapy stuff to communicate and like ask for what I need. And I recommend that to anybody, just say what you need and don't like passively aggressive, like walk around. So, um, but I think that was just, I know it's different for like every couple, but for me, it was just like learning how to like live together in space. And, um, but no, I love it. Like it's, it's been really fun to have somebody, um, especially like summer in Chicago. I'm waiting for that. to like, get out more and stuff. So no, I, I really do. I really do love like, that's, oh God, it's going to sound cheesy. Like living with your best friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, I mean, it's true though. I like Jake and I are actually, I don't know if I've announced this on the podcast, but we are planning on moving in together, um, towards the end of the summer. Yay! Yeah. So we're really excited for that where I just renewed my lease yesterday and so he's going to move into my apartment and we started operation, like, let's make this apartment nicer and like more organized and better so that it's like more pleasant when we're both living here. I mean, it's a relatively small one bedroom in New York city. So, um, I'm, I, you made the right choice by having Chad move to Chicago where I'm sure you have a little more space. Um, Oh, we're talking about New York is up in the air. We definitely talk about it. Um, we wound up, Chicago was always going to be the first stop, but New York, he loves New York. He can't speak highly enough of it. So like, good for you guys. Congratulations. Thank what you. neighborhood did you uh, decide? Upper East Side. Nice. Okay. And, and where we're going to stay. So yeah, but I already know, I already know like one thing is like, I, I'll let my dishes like pile up until there's no more room in the sink. And then I'll like put them in the dishwasher and clean everything. And I already know that's not going to fly with him. So like that's step one of like, okay, I know I have to work towards being better about that. So I'm already kind of trying to make that like conscious effort, even when he's not here so that it's not like a, <laughs> a really like night and day transition. Like suddenly. Um, do you have any pets? Yes. I have a dog. Oh, so cute. Yes. He's a um, 11 month old puppy named Barkley and Jake loves him. So we're good on that part. Wow. That's adorable. Yeah. That's, this is a beautiful story unfolding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, before I let you go, even though I literally never want to let you go because hi, um, this has been amazing. <laughs> what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? Ooh. I, I think it just be, be yourself. I think that's anytime you go into a date or meet somebody, just be yourself. And if someone doesn't like you for you, then they're not the one. Like 
that's it. Like you just fully have to be yourself. And that's something I learned from the show that in the situation I had no, like, wait, also say what, can I say, can I add another piece of advice? Add as just many be honest you want. <laughs> and don't hold back. If you like somebody, just tell somebody you like them. Stop with the games. Like, like there's a lot of games that happen in relationships. And I truly feel like if you just like someone, let them know. It makes things easier. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And actually, this is so interesting because I feel like we hear like be yourself all the time. But I've never thought of it this way until now where it's like, if you feel like you can't be yourself with somebody... Like that is the biggest sign yeah. ever that it's not working. 100%. That's, you gotta like listen to your like gut on that one. And it's, it's not, there'll be other people out there. There's so many people out there that's don't waste your time. Yep. Keep gotta going. Make space. Gotta make space yes. for, for that next yes. one. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on Seeing Other People. Where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at it's Kate Steinberg. Amazing. All right. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Seriously, go follow Kate. I promise you will not regret it. Um, and don't forget, if you loved this episode, give it a five-star rating and a review on the podcast app, a five-star rating on Spotify, and send it to a friend who would love to hear it. All right. We'll see you guys next time.